With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Tomorrow, Buck Sexton is getting married. I was just telling him off air. I think he is probably the first radio show host to do a show the day before he gets married. And you'll be with us on Monday because you don't leave for the honeymoon until Thursday. So I can't imagine there are very many radio show hosts who are doing a show the day before marriage and effectively the day after a marriage. Uh, What is it like on the eve of you're 41 years old, you've been single your whole life. What does it feel like on the eve of the big day? Very exciting. Looking yeah. forward to it. Just uh, going to be a great time down here. I, I don't know. I feel like this is when someone asks somebody before, like, the Super Bowl, what do you think? It's like, obviously, I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. There we go. So, uh, 41 years. I mean, that's like that's a long time to be a bachelor. Now, what's the closest you ever got to marriage in those 41 years? You're there now, basically, tomorrow. You never got engaged. Never, never got engaged. Like, Nope. Did you ever buy a ring? Nope. Yeah. All right. Well, I am. Uh, we may. When have you know, some... you know, Clay. When you know, you know. Carrie is fantastic. We may have some uh, wedding advice segments that could appear during the course of today's show um, from people you may know. Just tossing it out there. So keep your head on a swivel. Never know what might happen in the day before your uh, your wedding. Carrie, I understand, went out last night with a couple of her bridesmaids. You did what? Uh, on the Thursday before your wedding? Well, since I feel like I'm put on the spot, I'm just going to tell everyone the truth. Carrie went out, celebrated with her bridesmaids and her closest friends. Um, I uh, found a gluten-free pizzeria down here in Florida, and I ordered a pizza, and I watched King Lear, the adaptation starring Anthony Hopkins, by myself in my pajamas. It was glorious. It was glorious. It does sound like kind of an awesome night. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> My brothers uh, asked me, like, should we should we throw a bachelor party for you? I was like, I'm. It will be a bachelor party of one. Yes. It was great. Uh, I guess that's one advantage too. Also, when you get to uh, you know 41, I got married when I was 25, 
So I took the bar exam and immediately, I'd never been to Vegas before, immediately flew to Vegas. For people out there who remember like the 2004 era uh, of Vegas, the, the, the place you wanted to be was the Hard Rock Hotel. It doesn't even exist now. It's the Virgin Hotel, I believe. It's been bought and changed the name. But they had a sandy beach pool and they had a pool party because the, the Vegas pool party scene was just kind of starting off. If, if you haven't noticed this, people would rather a lot of times go to an expensive pool party in the middle of the day in Vegas now than like the nightclub scene. Sometimes they're mixed together. It's it's really kind of a crazy uh, business that they built out there. But that was the first time I'd ever been to Vegas. We had an awesome time. I can't believe it's been almost 19 years since I got married. But if I was 40... Uh, and I was getting married for the first time. I don't think I'd be like, yeah, I have to go to a bachelor party. You feel like you had like basically a 20-year-as-an-adult bachelor party, right? I mean, when you've been like single for that long. That's one way to put it. <laughs> I, feel, I, mean, sure. like, I mean, if you get, if you're a single guy from 18 to 41, like you, 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 you've, you've had an opportunity to kind of live the bachelor I, I lifestyle. Have en- I have enjoyed a full life up to yeah. this point and feel no need... To uh, st- star in my own version of The Hangover, if you will, for those who've seen go. that movie. Uh, all right. That is a fabulous movie. I don't even know if they could make it today. Um, now, uh, Joe Biden, just mi- one of many fabulous movies, by the way, that I question if they could make it today. Old school, like such an incredible movie. I don't know if they could make it today. Uh, they should, by the way. The movie would be just as popular, if not more so today, because I think people would embrace it even more. Super bad. Also, another incredible movie. Not sure they could make it. Uh, just in the last 20 years, those movies. Uh, Joe Biden just had a uh, press availability. Hasn't really had a press conference, I don't think. They'll allow him to have some questions screamed at him. Uh, and, Buck, when Joe Biden came into the White House, inflation was 1.4%. After his drunken sailor-esque spending escapades uh, and uh, economic consequences setting in, Inflation surged all the way to 9.1%. Remember Joe Biden said the adults are going to be back in charge. There also is a Chinese spy balloon that is currently floating above Montana, I believe, which we will talk about during the course of today's show. But I thought this was revealing. Biden said, I'll take responsibility. I'm going to be the adult in charge. He was directly asked, hey, are you responsible for inflation? Here's what he said. Do you take any blame for inflation? Should you be the president? I take any blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't. It's crazy. The economic difficulty was self-imposed at that point when he took over, basically by Democrat states that refused to act normally and, and open up. I mean, so so start with that, right? The, all, all the dislocations we saw in the economy, unfortunately, were a response and, and a completely unnecessary and wrong response to COVID. We should never have locked down. We should never have done PPP because we should have never told people they couldn't go to their jobs. You know, all of this, all the things that happened that led to, I think it was $6 trillion of spending in 2020 when Trump was in office. Uh, and then the additional $2 trillion plus it would have been $5 trillion if they'd gotten their way in Biden's first year in office, this is like running an experiment to create inflation. It it was obviously something that people have now figured out was a bad idea, or at least a lot of people figured out it's a bad idea. Um, and it should be noted that 
the Democrats, there's a cognitive dissonance. They, there, there are ideas they hold in their heads simultaneously that cannot coexist, but yet they still hold them in their heads. Democrats, Biden think, uh, Democrats like Biden think that the spending problem is somehow not related to the inflation problem, that these are separate issues, which of course they are not, right? This is like the, the your house is burning down because it's, it is on fire. It is not burning down separately from the fire that is engulfing the house. They just don't care though, man. They'll, they'll keep on telling people it's someone else's fault. It's the, remember when it was the greedy corporations, Clay? Oh yeah. Th- there was I'm that line that for hasn't while. come back up. Because you know, obviously was, the oil companies have made a lot of money. If you've been paying attention to Exxon, Chevron, they've had some of the most profitable quarters they've ever uh, had as public companies because the price of oil and gas skyrocketed, and they aren't able to uh, to 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 invest and produce more oil and gas because the Biden administration's basically said, "Hey, we want to destroy your business." So instead of spending more and more money on infrastructure, they're just starting to rely and and crank up the profit wheel uh, and more power to them. But the thing that's disappointing about this is it's a direct lie. Joe Biden's policies caused inflation to skyrocket. Again, it's important to note when Biden came into office in January of 2021, inflation was 1.4% it almost immediately started to skyrocket because one of the first things he did, if I remember correctly, Buck, was pour $1.9 trillion. Wasn't it $1.9 trillion That's that they right. spent on COVID relief immediately? Entirely Democrat, by the way. Not a yes. single Republican vote for that spending package. Then they came in and did infrastructure. And then they were trying, as you said, Buck, to spend $5 trillion. And Joe Manchin was basically the only Democrat who kept that $5 trillion in spending from occurring. And i got to give credit. I was reading this morning uh, in the New York Times, or maybe it was yesterday in the New York Times. It's a big profile piece on Joe Manchin and what he's potentially going to do in the Times. And Senator Mark Warner, who is a Democrat governor from, uh, Democrat senator from uh, Virginia, formerly the governor as well, uh, he came out and said, you know what, we were wrong. And, and I, you rarely see a politician say it. He said, in particular, I was wrong, meaning Senator Warner of Virginia. Joe Manchin was right not to allow us to spend that $5 trillion because if we had, we would have been in infinitely worse shape as it pertained to inflation. I actually read it, and it's so rare for a politician, Buck, to say, you know what, I was wrong. And more power to Warner for saying he was wrong, but it further illustrates what should be a huge part of this story. Not only did Biden get us to 9.1 buck, it would have been infinitely worse if he had actually gotten what he wanted. And, and I, I do think it's fair to, to start to look at these things in in a con, in context. What's a bigger problem for the American people? Um, you know, George Santos saying that he invented electricity or Joe Biden signing a bill passed by the Democrats called the Inflation Reduction Act that will do nothing, nothing to reduce inflation. They are lying to people. Yes. They just created a talking point and they went with it. It is a lie. They know that it will not reduce inflation. No serious human being will say it will reduce inflation. There's no person you could find who would ever be able to defend that. But they want you to get really upset over, over, you know, Santos, uh, curing cancer when he was 12. Like th- this is not something that I think we should uh, allow to go unremarked upon. The Democrat Party embraces enormous and obvious lies when it suits their political needs. 
and they're doing it uh, they're doing it obviously with inflation they've done it on a whole range of issues the notion that they don't want an open border yes they do they want the border to be open they're doing nothing to stop this nothing so we have to look at it honestly yeah and it's uh to your point what are the consequences in a, a large scale of what george santos lied about I think the people in his district should have the opportunity to render a verdict on him next year in the primary when they decide who is going to be the representative for that community. But in the meantime, there are almost no consequences in terms of larger national public policy from his lies. There's huge consequences. Every time Joe Biden comes out and lies about something like this, hey, inflation was already surging, or really, this is not a lie. It's an, it's a, it's a truth that is not directly responsible for the way that it's being applied, and that's poorly phrased. But when Joe Biden says we've created 12 million new jobs or whatever the number is, those are not new jobs. Those are people that Democrats were not allowing to work because of their COVID lockdowns to a large degree to punish Donald Trump in an election year. And as soon as Joe Biden was in office, they allowed those people many of those states, those blue states, Illinois, New York, uh, California, chief among them, they said, oh, you can go back to work now. Well, when you get to go back to the job that you already had, that's not a new job. When the government tells you that you can't work and then you go back to work because the government allows you to do it again, taking credit for that as a new job is, it, it may be true, you know, from a, uh, from a, you know, sort of basic factual perspective, but everybody out there listening right now understands the difference between creating 13 million or 12 million or whatever it is, jobs that did not exist and allowing people to go back. And so the taking credit for that while also simultaneously saying I had nothing to do with inflation is a combination lie on the economy that Joe Biden has been basically putting out there ever since he came into office. I think everyone needs to get ready, though, for the reality that the inflation issue is unlikely to be helpful in 2024 uh, for Republicans because it wasn't helpful enough in 2022 when it was really it was really bad. That's right. It does remind me a lot of uh, the situation that we faced in 20, uh, 2012 with Barack Obama's reelection at that point. The evidence was all very clear that it was the weakest recovery in the history, uh, in the weakest economic recovery since World War II. So you would think a super weak recovery would be, no, actually not enough. Barack Obama won, beat Mitt Romney by a lot. So, you know, the inflation issue is it's affecting people, but it's it's almost like when people vote about people despise Congress and don't trust Congress. Right. We all know they, they always yeah. say all the polls show Congress is, you know, about as popular as strep throat. But then when you ask somebody about their member of Congress. Yeah. It's like, well, my guy's good or my gal is good. She does the good things, right? So it's never as simple as, well, yeah, inflation's bothersome, but will they really vote on it? Will they really care when, when push comes to shove on it? I, you know, I don't have answers to that, but I do know that they lie about it. And I do think that calling a bill that was just a spending bill, the Inflation Reduction Act was, was the most brave, one of the most brazen lies that Biden has told since he's been in office or that he's been a part of since he became president and the fact that every time the media references it buck they call it that right which is crazy branding in and of itself that they assist in the big lie that that actually is the inflation reduction act you want to support companies that see the world the way you do i've got a suggestion consider switching to pure talk for your cell phone service 
Pure Talk is the antidote to woke wireless. It's every bit as good as T-Mobile, AT&T, or Verizon. They're proudly veteran-owned, employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and refuse to spend their advertising dollars on fake news networks. You're going to get blazing fast data, talk, and text for just 30 bucks a month. That's probably half what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Keep your phone and your phone number when you switch over to Pure Talk. You can make the switch in as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it, and if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. Support a company who supports you. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, making sense in an insane world. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
that unfortunately is not here to say congratulations, Buck and Carrie. That would be kind of fun, you know, if it was like one of those things you see at the beach. You ever see that clay when they have the spot when they have the, the plane or the balloon that you know like a Goodyear blimp or something? But it is not actually here to congratulate me on my on my upcoming nuptials. It is a spy balloon from China, China, and it is it has been flying over the United States for a couple of days. So you also have the backdrop to this pretty pretty interesting. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken supposed to go to Beijing. In, I, I think, was it today? I mean, it was imminent, his departure. And it looks like they're they're pushing back the uh, the trip. He's postponing his trip to China. Um, the Biden administration it looks totally flummoxed by this. There's this spy balloon that was... they Okay, so the Chinese government is claiming this thing is a weather balloon. Sure. Um, that has blown off course because of force majeure. It is where where would it? I, I mean, th- these are good questions that I would love to know the answer. But it seems to me that if you had a weather balloon in China, and it now is over the central United States, evidently, as it continues to just kind of float around, like that's a really wildly off course balloon. Uh, the weather balloon, isn't it? I mean, like, I, I, I where was it intended to be? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, that I, you know, we're, we're, we don't know, man. I look, I'll yeah. tell you, spy balloons was not in my AO, uh, at the yeah. CIA. Like, this is not something I spent a lot of time with. Uh, the closest thing I can think of would be the, you know, defensive sort of balloon surveillance stuff that you had up on U.S. military bases. Um, but these things operate at, at higher than commercial air traffic. So that's part of this too. It is way, way up there. Um, so unless you've got like a U-2 spy plane, which can go up to 80,000 feet, uh, this is above commercial airline traffic level in the sky. So it's not like people are walking around Montana like, hey, look at the balloon. Apparently now it has even moved a bit more, right? I think it's in the Um, central part of the country now is the report. I I mean, they're, they're saying they're afraid to shoot it down because of debris, but... If you're shooting it down over Montana, how much debris are we really talking about here, right? I mean, I, you know... Just tell tell everybody in the area, look, duck and cover. I don't know. Like, I, I think you got to just, I think you got to shoot this thing down. Why wouldn't you shoot this thing down? It's yeah, clearly I agree. intelligence gathering. I think you got to shoot it down. And also, what would stop a Republican governor from shooting it down? I want to talk about that when we come back. If it's over the state airspace, would a governor of a red state not have the authority to shoot this thing down himself? I, I, I I'm just wondering. Uh, If you're looking to improve your sleep at night, why not start with a new set of sheets? Really comfortable sheets. How about the Giza Dream Sheets? They really are phenomenal. I love climbing into bed every single night with these. We got them all throughout the Travis household. All the kids have them. We got them all in the guest beds as well. Just 30 bucks a set right now. They are amazing. 60-day money-back guarantee. They ship quickly, and you get two full months to try them to find out if you like them yourself. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials to check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. Use our names as the promo code. That's Clay and Buck. Remember to use that code, Clay and Buck, at MyPillow.com. Or call 800-792-3269. Bucko, it's mom. My marriage advice to you is always be willing to forgive. 
sounds a lot easier than it actually is, but everybody stumbles and makes mistakes, so be quick to forgive each other, because you are there to bring out the best in each other, and hopefully you will have a lifetime of fun doing just that. Wow. That's my mom. Love you, mom. You never know who might show up. Buck Sexton's mom, for those of you out there in the... In the country who did not hear the open of the show, Buck is getting married tomorrow. There may be marital advice that arrives occasionally during the course of the show. The staff did a good job collating marriage advice. My wife's marriage advice for you, Buck, is don't listen to anything that I suggest at all. Um, <laughs> so they're, 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 I mean, you guys Laura have been, you guys have been happily married for, for what, 20 some odd years? You're like 19, the Obi-Wan Kenobi of, of marital advice. Uh, she says that's because of her, not because of me, I guess. So uh, ah. so you should listen to everything she says and nothing I say, which, frankly, is a lot of what many wives would say uh, about their marital relationships as well. All right. So this Chinese spy thing, I've got so many questions about it. Um, and we're going to play a couple of audio clips because the Pentagon has done a spokes, uh, spokesperson has come out and tried to answer some of these questions. But my first question that I just can't get over is, how is it not United States policy that the minute any foreign spy craft enters into our airspace, we immediately shoot it down? So initially, the reports are that this was in Montana. So I don't know if it came across Canada, Canada. Yeah. or if it came all the way across from, you know, like it came across the Pacific and went across Washington, and we didn't really notice or it didn't go public until it got to Montana. I haven't seen a, uh, a, a any sort of explanation of how it came to be in Montana. Now it's in the middle part of the country. But my first primary question here is, did we not know that this had entered United States airspace? And how is it not just straightforward, no questions asked, American policy to immediately shoot down foreign spy craft that uh, that enters into our airspace that seems like it should be like a basic rule of our policy well this is unmanned so that makes it a lot easier right so it's you know you could think back to the soviet union and the shoot down of the of the u2 uh, spy plane which created a huge international incident that only happened because the plane had a malfunction if i recall and had to drop down to altitude where soviet missiles could actually lock onto it um but this this is unmanned, and I, I don't know. I I think the we're scared about what would happen if we shot it down, falling debris. I find that unpersuasive, especially when too. it's over when it's over Montana. I mean, no no offense to Montana, but like there's a lot of places you could shoot down a balloon in Montana, and it's not going to hit anybody, right? I mean, this isn't you're not shooting it down over downtown Los Angeles. So uh, I, I would think you'd be able to pick. An area where it's, you know, very, very, very unlikely to pose a risk to anyone. Um, I, I don't know how much I look. I, I'm not a spy balloon expert. I'm just saying yeah. this, this is not some things I know a lot about. This isn't one of them. I don't know how much actual machinery and, and how, uh, you know, how much dangerous debris would, would come from a shoot down, but I got to think you're shooting it down because the alternative is to just let it keep floating around America, taking photos and sensors and whatever it wants of whatever it wants. Yeah, and again, my point on this is just I don't understand how American policy isn't to immediately shoot down any spy craft that enters into our uh, our country. I mean, like, so I want to know how long this has been here 
and why we suddenly find out about it in Montana. We got a couple of cuts here I'm going to play for you. This is the Department of Defense Press Secretary Pat Ryder uh, giving a balloon update this uh, morning at the Pentagon. Listen. In regards to our announcement last night regarding the high-altitude surveillance balloon, I'm not going to have much new information to provide other than to say that the North American Aerospace Defense Command continues to monitor it closely. While we won't get into specifics in regards to the exact location, I can tell you that the balloon continues to move eastward and is currently over the center of the continental United States. Again, we currently assess that the balloon does not present a military or physical threat to people on the ground at this time. Okay, we got one more here uh, because he's Apparently asked. you can see, by the way, you can see, according to Pentagon spokesman, the balloon from the ground. So I guess it can operate. Uh, you know, at at eighty thousand, sixty to eighty thousand feet, but maybe it's lower because then another saying you can see this. I, I guess it would partly depend on cloud cover, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, depending on where you are. Uh. But m- my question, I want to play one more cut for everybody out there who's getting informed about this. But my question is: Do individual state governors, if the Biden administration is saying we're concerned uh, about the debris falling or whatever else? Why would an individual state governor not have the authority to protect the airspace of his state using his own Air National Guard and shoot this thing down? I, I'm just asking that question. We, I don't know what state it's over right now, but let's pretend it's over Nebraska right now. I would think it would be popular politically in Nebraska for the governor of Nebraska to shoot down a Chinese uh, spy balloon. Right. If it if it continues and it's in my state of Tennessee or Alabama or any other clearly red state. And to your point, Buck, there are lots of parts of any state that are farmland, right, where there's not a great deal of industry. I agree. You don't necessarily want to shoot anything down over a major metropolitan area. But most of Montana, where we initially became aware of this, is farmland. And there's always the danger of falling debris, right, Um, from a variety of different spacecraft and other objects. It's not uncommon for things to fall, and most of the time it doesn't hit someone. Do you know that there was, according to the Smithsonian, which I'm looking at the backstory here, in 1945, a Japanese balloon bomb killed six Americans, including five children in, in Oregon. Yeah, it came all the way across the Pacific, or they they mm-hmm. brought like a submarine or something. Ja- it was a Japan. It. it was a. I. I. That's a good question. I got to see what the pathway is. But it was a Japanese balloon bomb. I mean, it's actually another part of uh, of World War II history. Very few people know is that the Japanese, just for pure, really psychological gain on their por- part, and to create anxiety in the U.S., they did seize U.S. territory at one point during the Second World War. Atu Island which is yeah. off the Aleutian Island chain uh, of Alaska, the Japanese had a specific mission to seize uh, U.S. territory. And and they did for a short period. Then the Marines went in there and showed them, you know, who was really going to hold that territory. But apparently there was this this incident. Uh, this is making the rounds now, by the way, online, which is why it comes to mind, of a balloon bomb that killed uh, six Americans back in 1945 in, in Oregon. So, look, balloons have been... Obviously, the, the Germans were using them at one point, this notion of balloons in warfare and for reconnaissance. Um, in fact, I think you can argue that some of the earliest usage 
the earliest Air Force reconnaissance vehicles were hot air balloons. Yeah, and used in the Civil War to become uh, my nerddom here to help yep. survey the opposing, uh, you know, uh, lines and also the topography of the defensive uh, uh, of the defensive terrain. Uh, let me also, yeah, no, no, I was going to say I, I'm still sitting here thinking. The DOD has said the balloon is going to be over the U.S. for a few days. Shoot it down. Yeah. Well, what is? Shoot it down. There's, there's well, no, I mean, again, I'm just saying, imagine, Buck, that you or I was the governor of Nebraska, right? And I'm just using Nebraska because it's center part of the country. We don't know what state it's exactly over. It could be Oklahoma. Uh, it could be Missouri. All of these states have Republican governors right now, right? Almost everywhere in the middle part of the country has a Republican governor. <laughs> Why would you not shoot it down? And then if the Biden administration is angry, does that not play really well for you politically in your state? To shoot down a Chinese spy plane. Now, remember, the Chinese, because they lie about everything, said, oh, this is a weather balloon. First of all, we are aware of the PRC's statement. However, the fact is we know that it's a surveillance balloon, and I'm not going to be able to be more specific than that. We do know that the balloon has violated U.S. airspace and international law, uh, which is unacceptable. And so we've conveyed this directly to the PRC at multiple levels. Why are we such pussy willows, Buck? We've conveyed that it's unacceptable to the PRC to violate inter- international law. Mean, I mean, why I can't is the think Biden, of a wimpier the response. The Biden White House. I mean, yeah. this isn't, you know, I, we're, we're sitting here. I think everyone's, I you haven't seen anyone. violated international that, norms and we're really upset at you. How dare you? This is something they entered our airspace to spy on us. And we're like, well, we'll just wait. It's eventually going to leave the country. I mean, this is pathetic. Shoot the damn thing down. I mean, I don't understand how this is remotely difficult. Unless they think, hey, it's actually something more serious. Like, hey, that uh, that they're concerned that the web, that this balloon... I mean, to your point, Buck, it exploded and killed six people. Is it potentially uh, something where if you shoot it down, there's a massive explosion? Do they actually think that it could be something that has more serious consequences than just falling out of the sky? But, I mean, the chutzpah here of China to just be like, hey, we're just going to go ahead and send in a uh, a, a spy uh, balloon and fly it across the whole United States and claim that it's a weather balloon, and they're not gonna, they're, all they're going to do is wag their finger at us and not send Anthony Blinken to China? I mean, this is, to me, an embarrassing sign of weakness by the United States government. That's for sure. Gun owners like me are discovering a new training tool. It's called the Mantis X. It's an electronic way to keep your shot aim sharp without hours of practice at the range. Now, don't get me wrong. I like going to the range as much as anybody, but this Mantis X device allows you to practice at home, too, which is super convenient. It's a firearms training system that's no ammo, all, electro- all electric. There is a device that attaches to your firearm like a weapon light, and it's so easy. It also attaches to your smartphone via Bluetooth. The Mantis X then gives you real-time data, and it gives you real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. I find it a lot of fun and effective. So do many others. 94% of shooters improve their shot within 20 minutes. This product is now being used by the U.S. military and special forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X dot com.
Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Buck. This is Michael Berry down in Houston, Texas. And my advice for you on your impending marriage is as follows. First, you followed the Clay Travis rule of finding the hottest woman you could possibly get and locking her down. And they seem really happy. Carrie is lucky to have you, and you are lucky to have her. And I will quote for you, after 30 years of marriage, following my dad's advice of over 50 years of his marriage, he said, you know, when your mom and I got married, we agreed that I would make all the big decisions and your mom would make all the small decisions. 
And after over 50 years, there haven't been any big decisions yet. Congratulations, Buck and Carrie. Here's to many years of happiness to you both. Wise words from the czar of talk there. Much appreciated. Mr. Michael Berry uh, down in, in Houston. And and I, I am I am noticing a, a trend here, Clay, which is the wife is always right. Uh, yeah, if, if the wife is always right, apparently you as the husband are in good shape. This is what I'm I'm gathering from a lot of the advice that I've seen and heard out there right now. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna implement that for sure. Yeah, I I uh, I think that would be a a very smart implement implementation policy for you. Uh, starting tomorrow when the wedding officially gets underway. We're getting blown up, by the way, uh, which is an interesting cute choose, uh, a choice of phrase there. So many people reacting to this Chinese uh, you know, balloon spycraft that is currently traversing the United States. And I think the overwhelming re- reaction out here is shoot the damn thing down. And I, I just, Buck, I, I don't know. I, maybe there's somebody out there in our audience who would be knowledgeable enough about this but I, I really am kind of focused on the governor aspect of this because as the balloon is in the middle part of the country, tell me why, and I'm just working through it in my head, a governor would not have the right to protect his state's airspace from Chinese spycraft and have the authority as the governor of the state to shoot down this Chinese uh, spycraft if he or she, whoever the governor is, made that choice. Does that make sense logically to you that you would have that ability? I mean, certainly well, the United States should do it. Yeah, well, but what, if, what's the if they wouldn't. What are they going to do if if someone did that, right? Let's say you yeah, call right, out that's National Guard. Let's say right now, I mean, it was over Montana. Um, maybe it'll be under, uh, maybe it's over uh, South Dakota right now, right? So, so Governor Nome, for example, could order... Uh, South Dakota National Guard to scramble some, you know, F-16s or whatever, and uh, they go up there, they shoot this thing down. Let's just, I don't know if that's yeah. even what would happen, but let's just say that happens. What What is the federal government going to do, right? I mean, are, are they going to say that you're not allowed to deploy the National Guard to address this issue? Um, I, I don't know. I, I got to say, I think uh, it is likely, in my mind, that the Biden administration is going to be forced to take this thing down otherwise it just floats in our airspace well, for yeah, and days? again it's a it's a strange concept of federalism because national defense is typically obviously the responsibility of a national government but you know i'm i'm using for instance the border as an example governor perry in texas can call out the texas uh resources to try to deal with the mess at the border even though the border is also a national issue so there's both state and federal response on border related issues again i don't think there are they going to arrest christy noam for shooting down i'm just using christy noam as an example because again we know that she's up there in the vicinity of where this uh where this chinese balloon might be and are you telling me that any republican governor who shot this down this wouldn't be like the greatest political accomplishment of their tenure to then get in an argument with the Biden administration over whether they were too tough on China. Like this seems to me like one of the most no-brainer political wins of all time. I'm just trying to think through the legality of it because it should be something that our federal government should have done 
We should, I believe, shot this thing down the moment it entered our airspace. But if you're a governor, like if I'm the governor of Tennessee right now, I would shoot this thing down in a heartbeat. I mean, I, I mean, I, I just would. I, this would not be a tough call to me. China's not going to spy on Tennessee. Well, see, We're going to shoot the problem, it down. The problem, Clay, that the Biden administration runs into with all this is the longer they wait to shoot it down, if they do end up shooting it down, it looks like they dithered, right? So they kind of the the momentum is for letting it letting it continue to float the longer it floats because then you're gonna have to turn around and tell people oh yeah we just didn't know what we were doing so you know they've they've postponed blinken the secretary of state's trip to china over this this is becoming a real diplomatic incident and the biden team just they have no idea what to do i mean they're, this they're totally floundering the only thing i can think is if china has somehow actually made this spy plane loaded with a bomb and they're concerned if they shoot it down that it could lead to some, you know, much more substantial event. In other words, they're not telling us the full story. This doesn't matter. Nah, I don't I don't buy it. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.